everybody, and welcome to another episode of Two Weird Didn't Watch, the show where we make fun of movies that we have not seen, based on nothing but their weird descriptions. I'm Brantley. And I'm Albert. And today, I have a treat for you, Brantley. Oh, yeah? I I don't know if I should try... I'm, I'm going to try to pronounce this in its original form. Oh, it's Japanese? Uh, it's... Yeah, so... We're going to be talking about... Super Roboto Redo Baron. Okay. Or, in American, Super Robot Red Baron. This is a TV series that ran from 1973 to 1974. Okay. And I literally, first of all, just the episode titles are amazing in and of themselves. Yeah, Japan is pretty good about those. I'm I'm on IMDb and I was copying down. I actually had Google Docs fail on me for some reason. I don't know exactly why, but uh, there was they ran out of episode descriptions at a certain point. <laughs> but they just had the titles of the episodes, and I thought every single one of these is an amazing title. We could just keep going. Do we, they follow the structure of one word, two words, maybe with an exclamation point, and then uh, basically a sentence? Uh, some of them are kind of like that. Yeah, those are fun. Um, but we, we will not be able to cover the show in its entirety. I don't know if I want to skip anything here, but this probably will be a two-parter. Okay. But we're going to start off with episode one of season one, Conspiracy of the Robot Empire, which aired on Independence Day, July 4th. But in Japan, so who cares? These? We're here <laughs> in America. I saw that it aired on July 4th, and I'm just saying, it was... Fine, it aired on the 4th of July in Japan, which yeah. is not their Independence Day, as far as I know. I don't think they have one. They've always been independent because they're awesome. Boom, Japan. Speaking of awesome Japan, as Professor Deviler steals robots... This is very Japan. <laughs> ...to build the Iron Alliance... He kidnaps SSI agent. I don't know if that's a real thing over there. You think it's like FBI over here and like we would just assume. Yeah, the FBI Super people. secret investigator. Could be. Agent. <laughs> SSI agent Ken Kurenai's brother, Kenshiro, which if his name is Ken and his brother's name is Kenshiro, how did he get the name? What? Maybe his name's just Ken? Because Ken is just a name over there. Okay. And, and then they... So it's not a nickname. It's not like... Were they I mean, it Kenneth. Be, okay. Like, you know how Bill's short for William? Yeah. But if but you had one brother named, named Bill. Bill and the other brother named William, I'm not saying it can't happen, but... And this is our third wow. son, Willingham. <laughs> so he, he kidnaps his brother to get control of Red Baron. I'm guessing is the giant robot protagonist of the show. Does it have a giant robot? Yes, it is. Okay. It does. It's called Super Robot Red Baron. It must have a giant robot. It doesn't have to be giant. It could be a regular... It's giant. <laughs> but Kenshiro has plans to prevent this from happening by giving Red Baron to Ken. Okay. So, Kenshiro's in charge. I guess he's the pilot. We should probably go read the actual series yeah. description now that I've... Now that I'm here like an idiot... I was curious why we didn't start with that, but you jumped in, so I figured it would just explain it. I was went. having it such a hard time <laughs> finding... Okay, you know what? We're going to take this from the top. Taking it from the top. We'll do it live. Super Robot Red Baron. Here's the description 
for the series. Is that a show from Japan now? Yes, it is. Okay. Super Science Institute member Ken Kurinai pilots the giant robot Red Baron. Okay. Entrusted to him by its inventor, his older brother, to avenge his murder. Oh, man, I guess he... I guess Ken, she bites it. Oh, Or does he? To avenge his murder at the hands of the Iron Mask Party, led by the evil President Deviler. Topical. It'd be wild if this aired on some co- uh, some coincidental date, like the 4th of July or something. <laughs> that would be crazy. And now we're just going to skip right over episode one and go to episode two. Okay. So you remember how you were asking earlier, do they have episode like titles with... Yeah. Two words with an exclamation point and then other words after that? Yeah. Well, here we go with episode two. Violent Clash! Yes. The Baron Break. I love Japan. <laughs> after Professor Deviler kills Ken's I thought brother. He was President Deviler. Listen. He, he has could two be both. titles? He could be a professor and a president. You can't be smart and be president. Has there there must have been a president who is a professor, right? No. Of America? So. Never? Not, at least not of America, as far as I know. How about a doctor? Maybe. But I feel like there's had a few crazy to... people with guns. Yeah, that's like all of them. If they weren't beforehand, they are afterwards. Accurate. At least they have they have access to all the guns, <laughs> literally. Every gun. After he vow I'm sorry, after um Right, so he kills Ken's brother, Kenshiro. Mm-hmm. Ken vows revenge against the Iron Alliance, which may be short-lived, as the Deviler kidnaps Ken for the sole purpose of turning him into a human slave to get control of Red Baron. This guy doesn't have, like, a lot of plans. Episode one, he's like, Kenshiro is in charge of the Red Baron. I will kidnap him and I mean, it's gain a control really of the Red good Baron. giant robot. And then other people keep getting these like, guys. Just want the giant robot. Just do the robot. <laughs> and then he like Kenshiro dies. I guess he kills him because he like transferred power to Ken. And he's like, okay, you're useless to me. Go to Ken. I kidnap you. Give me power over the giant robot, Red Baron. Episode three. Oh my god. <laughs> Talking about things being ripped from the headlines. I did not make this up. I swear to you. <laughs> Title, Trump card, <laughs> colon, Android X. Uh. Deviler creates an Android duplicate of Ken's brother, Kenichiro, as part of his plan to take over Earth. So does Ken not know that his brother's dead? He might not. He might not. But then why did he swear revenge? Because his brother was taken? Like in his Oh, hand. okay. Yeah. Or even like if his brother shows up, he's like, They faked your death. Or he can say that they faked his death or something. Oh, right. Like that That's <laughs> it was one of those Stranger Things deals with the fake body. But when Red Baron goes up against the Japanese built robot Hiru, Deviler plays a hand which may allow him to defeat Red Baron easily. So is Red Baron not a Japanese robot? I don't know. I'm assuming that the context here tells us that Red Baron is built by the government. I'm sorry, not Red Baron. The hero is built by the government, which may be led by President Deviler. Okay. Because his name is President... Either that or his mom named him President Deviler because... Professor President Deviler. Gotcha. (laughs) Yes. Assuming that he's actually the president of Japan, or at least a significant portion of Japan, I assume he's in charge of this robot that is not as good as Red Baron. 
Red Baron's going to fight against Hiru, but then he this guy has maybe some inside information on Red Baron that'll help him defeat him easily. But it's a robot so good that he really wants it, so wouldn't it? I don't know, man. If he can't have it, he will destroy it. Oh, if I can't have it, no one will. Ah. This is Trump's America. Next up, episode four. Sure kill! The Phoenix Maneuver. Okay. After Devilor uses the android of Kenichiro to defeat Red Baron and make it inoperable, Devilor goes ahead with his plan to make human slaves. I don't know what was stopping him beforehand. The like, giant robot? Right, but like he can't be in that many places at once. I don't yeah, but I, I mean, don't understand the process of making the human slaves. I'm I assuming there's like a factory that hypnotizes them or something. Oh, and the robot like was going to punch plant, it. And he just like smash it cuz giant robot. Or but shoot he didn't punch fingers. it ahead of time because well, he was busy distracted by Hero. new by his res, a seemingly resurrected brother who yes. is an android. Okay. Also, you could just be building android replicates of like world leaders and then just like President, Professor President Devler is in charge. <laughs> to stop Devler, Ken needs Red Baron schematics. The bad news is that the location is unknown. Okay. <laughs> I guess this is a, like a treasure hunt episode. He's like, I need those schematics. Don't know where they're at. I mean, this is basically going to be the training slash repair arc. So, yeah. He has okay. to come to terms of piloting Red, Devil, or Red Baron on his own and not for his brother. Okay. And then the power of friendship or something, I don't know. <laughs> Episode 5 is called Smash the Mysterious Rocket Operation. I wonder what they're going to do. The SSI team discovers that a little rain... I'm just disappointed that all of a sudden we're about the weather here. <laughs> okay. This is an incredibly topical It is raining show. right where we're at right It's now. raining and we're having a weather crisis. <laughs> Um, a little rain can be a bad thing. This might be the most political episode we've ever done. When they find out the reason behind Devler's artificial rain experiments. He's liquefying humans to make rain! Nope. It's even better, worse, I don't know, than that. It increases Devler's robot Goryu's destructive power. Okay. No! Not okay! I've watched a lot of Japanese stuff, man. I've made my robot so that if it rains on it, it gets more powerful. Why do, Why not just, like, put the water in the robot and then it doesn't make... I don't understand. Maybe the water's filled with nanites that supercharge the robots that are already built. But it's it like doesn't it, it work on Red Baron because he's coded that to the Goryu robot? Yeah, sure, why not? Okay. I don't like it. <laughs> anyway, he, he's done this. Or maybe I, it's magic rain. I'll accept magic rain as an answer. <laughs> it increases Devler's robots Goryu's destructive power as Red Baron soon finds out firsthand. And th by the way, we said the title of the previous episode was Smash the Mysterious ro Rocket Operation. But we didn't actually get the rocket in the description. Uh, I'm assuming Maybe the rocket was, was something... The clouds yeah. With the magic rain pellets? Yeah, sure. Okay. Was casting spells or something? Speaking of episodes that tell you exactly what's going to happen in the title, episode six, Red Baron Combat Disabled. So, you never watched Dragon Ball Z. I have not, no. So, Dragon Ball Z was especially bad about this, like telling you what's going to happen in the episode. The best example being, next time, will Goku defeat Frieza? Find out on next week's episode, Goku defeats Frieza. 
It's like Epic Clash, you'll get the defeat or something like that, but yeah. And they would actually say the name? Verbatim, yeah, with a big title card and everything. On the next Dragon Ball I would love Z. to see that as like a bit, right? Where the announcer's like, next time, we'll go... Guys, guys, I'm doing my thing. I'm trying to get people to come back. <laughs> guys, they probably don't have the TV guide. They're like 10. <laughs> they wouldn't have found out the episode title. They're just going to be back here on Saturday morning. Can you not harsh my mellow? <laughs> anyway, Red Baron Combat Disabled. Deviler tries out a new plan. And I, would you like to guess what this plan like is oriented around? Like, is he maybe uh, you know leveling economic sanctions against China, or is he possibly trying to increase the economy's flow by lowering interest rates? Do you think he's maybe uh, see? I'm still not convinced he's a president. I think it's a self-given title, or okay. he's president of his organization, the Iron. Something or whatever, whatever it's All called. Right, so you think that they're, uh, I they're think, maybe doing an acquisition of some kind? I think he's still just doing something with uh, the android brother. No, he has a new plan to take control of Red Baron. Again. Yeah, with the android brother. Okay, well, let's see. Taking possession of ten Ken's control unit to gain control of the robot. Oh, okay. I was thinking, like, with this guy just left his, like, remote control sitting around somewhere. No, he's going to be inside the robot, but it's probably like a helmet or like a harness or something to let him control it, like a suit. But when it doesn't work um, out as planned, it may give Deviler the chance to stop the SSI team once and for all. I love how a lot of these are his plans doesn't work, but it's probably going to work out for him anyways. Well, that's an interesting writing style. I mean, that's essentially how you want to treat any middle part of your story. Yeah. Where... The middle. So, writing tip for you guys: first part of the story is where the character. Hey, you said you start out by telling everybody who everybody is, right? You kind of give them a sense of what's going on in the world, why you should care, who these people are. First quarter of the story, twenty five percent in. The big bottom drops out. Okay, the like black robot attacks in Pacific Rim Uprising. Um, the girl gets dumped in the romantic comedy or realizes that she wants somebody else in the romantic comedy or literally any movie you've ever watched at about 25% in and books also something big happened and that was like the big conflict of the rest of the movie in the middle 50% all right from the fir- between the first 25% and the last 25% you have people trying to accomplish and fix the thing that broke at the 25% mark and around 50% you really want them to fail in such a way that they can have a new path forward to get to the climax of the 75% mark where they're finally going to start winning for real. And that's what they keep doing in every episode of this. <laughs> it's a good writing tactic for episodic stuff. It's just interesting that it's on the villain side. Because the hero is entirely <laughs> reactive in this. Well, there's an interesting dynamic that I'm feeling here is that the hero is the Goliath side of the yeah, David no. and Goliath battle. He's got the stronger robot to begin with. He doesn't, like, he keeps getting it knocked down in certain ways mm-hmm. because otherwise there would be literally no story. <laughs> but he's actually... It's like a bad Superman series. <laughs> right. He's not trying to build up his power from nothing. 
He might. There might be stuff from the character. Like emotional, point of view. yeah. Yeah, but as far as who's in more power, it seems like he's got the biggest, baddest robot, and Devler's just trying to take it down. Which okay. might be why he's doing more. Devler's doing more like human slaves and like more subtle, quote unquote, things as opposed to I have a bigger robot because like this robot's out of control, man. <laughs> and like every third planet's like we have to get rid of this robot. <laughs> Speaking of. Episode 7. Now, we talked about how titles are descriptive, mm-hmm. and they tell you exactly what's going to happen. This title is, Red Balloons Are the Secret Weapon. Oh, it's tying into the song 99 Red Balloons, so it's about nuclear holocaust. You would think that, but <laughs> the first sentence of the description, it's not the red balloons that are the threat. They've pulled the rug out from under us. I have been deceived. So the real threat is Pennywise the Clown. Everybody tuned in, like, ready to pop a bunch of red balloons in <laughs> Japan, and all of a sudden it's like, wait a minute, no. The title lied. It wasn't the red balloons that were the threat. It was what's attached to them. Children's toys that give the deviler the chance to control the bicycle inspector's little friends. I feel like the bicycle inspector is the villain of a psychological horror film about a pedophile. I could see that. Which is gross. It's like based on... You know how there's 800,000 like detective novels from Sweden? Sure. Like one in ten Swedes is a novelist, like a published successful novelist? I did not know this, but okay. Good for you, Sweden. pretty sure. Like Girl with the Dragon Tattoo is the one that sort of broke out over here, but there's just an insane number of people writing books over there. Right on. And... <laughs> the bicycle inspector's little friends, or what did you call it? What was your proposed title? Just the bicycle inspector. I mean, that's what the the guy's called, and that's probably what the movie's called. Yeah, that that strikes me as like a parody of one of those, like the <laughs> snowman or the girl with the dragon tattoo. The bicycle inspector coming this fall. I mean, I just or maybe it's Norwegians. It might be Norwegians and not Swedes. I get all those areas. Scandinavians. Okay, they're all the same. They won't get mad if we say that, right? None of them listen to us, anyways. What do you think he's... Okay, so first of all, euphemistically, he's taking control of the bicycle inspector's little friends. I assume these are just children, right? Yes. He's using children. I mean, he's been trying to have human slaves for a bit. Right. Like, since episode two or something. Is the bicycle inspector's little friends, is that just a euphemism for any kids? Or are, Maybe, is it or... specifically that the bicycle inspector is walking around handing out balloons, he's secretly a slave of the deviler... Or, I'm sorry, Professor Devler. He, I was... to, he didn't get that degree to be called Mr. Devler. <laughs> I didn't go to Devler school. <laughs> I didn't get elected president of the Iron Alliance or other. to be called Mr. Devler. I mean, either the bicycle inspector is an actual job in this world. Right. Which may be because there's no cars because everybody's busy building giant robots to fight. Which is a cool world. Yeah. Like, there's yeah. no cars, everybody has okay. bicycles, but then there are also giant robots. <laughs> That probably fly or something. I don't know. Um, or this is a, another android he built called the Bicycle Inspector, and that's how he gets close to the children to give them these balloon toys. They're both... Toys. B- bicycle and Inspector are both capitalized. And I, while I've been enjoying these, I've not been enjoying them on the level of this person can't write a sentence, and these sentences are hilariously bad. Like, all of them have been pretty competent. So I'm going to assume that that's a, at least a title. Like Again, that's either a title person. or it's the name of the robot he built that looks very human, like uh, the Ken... Shiro oh maybe okay so he's having them go up to kids be like I'm just here to inspect your bicycle here's a toy with a balloon and that somehow hypnotizes the children well apparently it doesn't work because there's more to the series 
Yeah. So, next up, episode eight, Invincible. So this the is about Red in the de- desert. Oh, so he gets a temporary episode upgrade. I guess. So he he personally fights the giant robot because he's invincible. Invincible. That's a word. Yes. <laughs> he punches it. He cannot like, be vinced in the foot with his fist. There's a level like that in Cosmic Star Heroine where you fight a giant mecha robot. As your normal human self, and you like the way you do it is you start at the feet and knock them out in combat, and they have like stomp attacks, and you work your way up to the arms, and they have attacks, and then you go up to the head, and the head has different attacks, and then you take control of the robot. That's legit. My thought was from the first season of Beast Wars, where uh, Pterosaur gets he finds this floating mountain of supercharged energon that gives him superpowers. Okay, he's physically unstoppable and is basically supercharged. Right, right. Like he takes out Megatron like two hits. But he keeps having to recharge. Okay. To stay invincible because he basically it drops out and he basically goes into withdrawal. Right, right. And then eventually blows up and it's hilarious. Okay. Because Beast Wars is halfway between dramatic series and a Tex Avery cartoon. <laughs> when the Deviler's latest robot has a reflection weapon that makes it unstoppable. Okay. The SSI team finds the inventor of the weapon to f- try to find a weakness in the weapon. A lot of use of the word weapon in that sentence but a, he refuses to help not really a weapon i was thinking more of like a shield that just reflected things but i guess it could be a weapon it's a reflection it's like, weapon maybe it's like a like, giant mirror that just like collects sun rays i was pitching that or maybe like it absorbed any and the reason the guy won't help is like because obviously just do it at night guys in my head I'm, if you can't figure that out on your own i'm out red baron has just been like physically fighting the other robots okay, okay. like you know megas xlr or big o yeah, I haven't even watched the trailer for this, so I don't have But maybe he has, like, laser like. guns or something, like laser weapons. So maybe the thing, when it gets hit by those, absorbs them and fires back as a stronger beam. Okay, okay. Like that. Oh. Options. <laughs> the final sentence of this description is, Is the Red Baron and the SSI team doomed to failure? Probably not. Given that this is episode 8 of something like 30, I don't think so. I mean, maybe they're doomed to failure of finding a weakness right now in this episode. Oh, yeah, probably. It could be like that's the that's the big threat they have to deal with for a while. Yeah. Unless we continue the theme of... like It almost it almost feels like the show is presented from the villain's point of view. Right. Again, going back to the hero is this unstoppable Goliath. And it's like the whole, most of the show is him trying to find a way around that thing. Yeah, I, you, would al- you could almost argue for the, like, this... He misunderstood if he wasn't literally called the deviler. Like, completely evil, but it's just the whole show is from his point of view, which is fascinating to me. If he, like, a, a completely evil person, but, like, he's got some good points. Be like a Batman series, but the protagonist is the Riddler. <laughs> or something. Okay. Next up, we have episode 9, Fierce Gambit, colon, Uranium Mine in the Mist. Okay. This one's not as evocative. as Of all the ones we've seen so far... This one's kind of weak. Well, I mean, this one I'm getting, like, he's trying to get the uranium mine, but you can't bring the giant robot in there because that could cause that to explode or something. I think it's just gilding the lily, though. Like, fierce gambit with an exclamation point. This is a colon. If you had fierce gambit exclamation point, and that was your, like, 1980s dollar bin action movie, (laughs) that's amazing. I'm buying that. But uh, adding in uranium mine in the mist, eh. It's radioactiveness. But here's the thing. We have a return of a beloved character. Is it the bicycle inspector? Bicycle inspector Kumano's investigation of a murder scene leads him to an aneuranium mine, which unknown to Kumano is being used by... Now you have three choices here. All right. So, hang on. Iran. It could be Americans. Or it could be the deviler. 
It's the devil. I'm gonna. It's, it's it's the devil. Is it devil? Yes, it's being used by the devil. So, <laughs> I just realized that I'm kind of dumb. Inspector is just what they call cops in Japan, so he's just a bicycle cop. Oh. <laughs> Like at first I was like, why is it? Oh, he's because he's actually a police officer who just rides a bicycle. Your chain is out of regulation, sir. <laughs> I was thinking he was literally someone who inspects. Pay the spoke tax or get your bike impounded. <laughs> Click it or ticket. I'm on a bike. Click it or ticket. He's mad with power. I. St- it's still weird that he has to ride a bike. I know that there, there are, are bike no cops. cars in this world. <laughs> I, I enjoy that idea. Anyway, his investigation of a murder scene leads him to a uranium mine, which I'm not, okay, is being used by the Deviler, and the Iron Alliance as a setting and a trap for Red Baron. Oh, so they're just going to blow him up. Potentially, or maybe the uranium is uh, interfering potentially with his electronics or whatever. Maybe he doesn't do good around radiation. Right, right. So Not well shielded or something. Yeah, I'm well, assuming the uranium, uh, uranium mine in the mist, like the mist is somehow affected by it, and that makes it to where you can't track or something. Okay, so your idea here is that, uh, like they they are gonna drop into this thing. So it, let's let's pretend we're talking about kryptonite and Superman instead of uranium, right? And this other thing, like he's gonna drop into this cave, not realizing that all the walls are made of kryptonite until he's in there, and he's like, oh, I can't. Oh, oh. I'm Superman, and Kryptonite does this to me for some reason. Yes. It, okay. By the way, this the fact that this bicycle inspector, even if he is an actual cop, is like a regular recurring player in this story about giant robots. It's kind of amazing. I mean, you'd ha- I mean, this guy's an international criminal at this point. What, the deviler? Yes. Right, but this guy... I mean, he's investigating a murder, so... Coincidence. Maybe the, he was just very popular character. Or this is a filler episode. Oh, it could be. Well, finally for this episode, because we have to go and see Crawl eventually, <laughs> uh, we're going to talk about episode 10, which is Counter-Strike, the Destruction Beam. Ooh. The SSI has its hands full, trying to find the operators of a destructive ray that is giving Deviler's latest robot the upper hand in its battle with Red Baron. So in my head, Red Baron and latest robot are fighting. And he obviously doesn't have the uh, destructive beam on the robot. Right. It's the operator like, would be the freaking robot. Yeah. So there's like a satellite that just shoots. I was thinking maybe it was installed on a mountaintop somewhere. Also but that. They aren't able to... Like, the episode is based around them trying to find the people who operate it. Yeah. So maybe it's not... So it's somehow down. mobile as... Yeah. Why I'm thinking satellite. Or like a drone. I the thing like that's a really big laser cannon. To me is that the the flavor I get from how this is described, that like, you know, Red Baron does his sort of opening episode fight with Deviler's latest robot, mm-hmm. whatever it is, and kind like it doesn't win. Alright, definitely doesn't win. Maybe doesn't completely lose, but it's definitely a draw. Maybe it's a total loss. And the SSI's reaction is, well, that beam was kind of annoying. Maybe we can go talk to the people who manufactured it and to <laughs> convince well, them to turn it off for our next episode. What I'm thinking is, you know, the Red Baron, it's winning the fight because that's 
That's at least in our version, it's just it's unstoppable. Yeah, it is this stupid. Well, literally, I, I think we've been through at least four other robots. Yes, in ten episodes, and possibly more. It's possible that like every episode has a new robot. And the Red Baron, not the Red Baron, it's always just Red Baron, but Red Baron is just always winning eventually against every single one of these robots. It can't be like Deviler has one good robot that he keeps trying to repair and upgrade and get yeah. working. He just builds, he's got the resources to build an unlimited number of these things. And Red Baron is being patched up in a garage somewhere and uh, continuing he's got the, to win. The SSI seems like they're pretty well funded. SSI, yeah, and working with the police. But I'm picturing, like, he's winning the fight, and then this beam comes out of nowhere and either just, like, knocks him down and gives the robot to escape with whatever... Because clearly the plan was not, go beat up Red Baron, because that has not worked. Right. So he, he was actually off doing something, and Red Baron's like, no. <laughs> and this beam either, like, knocks him down or causes a distraction by destroying buildings. So he has to go and be like, ah, civilians, I'm going to stop save them. Do you think they do other things with giant robots in these weird worlds that with giant robots in them? Like, we, we sort of joked about there not being any cars, and I don't know that I would go that far, but, like, if you want to get across town or you want a giant robot equivalent of a bus, like, does giant robots deliver your mail UPS style if you're waiting for a package from Amazon? So, in Code Geass, which is a sh- very complicated and kind of so-so sh- show. I'm glad I know how to pronounce that note now. <laughs> That's how they pronounce it on the show. I don't know if it's accurate. I mean, if that's how they do it in the show, I don't think we have can argue anything. Fair enough. Um, they have they're on like I think the fourth generation of what they call nightmare frames, which is called the robots because it's very you know the people who run them are knights, and it sounds cool. Yeah, also that, <laughs> but spelled with a K because knights. It's it's even cooler there. <laughs> um, one thing they have uh, like these like metal railings on their feet they roll down. They have like wheels on the end so they can move forward that way. So it's not just them running around. Okay. Um, but the older ones are a couple times used for construction or moving heavy loads. Yeah, that definitely and makes sense. And once to make a giant pizza. Actually, twice to make a giant pizza. Because I failed the first time. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought that was like something that came back like several episodes. And it did. <laughs> really? Uh, so the main character is... I in- thought you were saying like they at the beginning of the episodes they were trying to make the giant pizza and failed and then they did it like again at the end. No, they tried to make the first giant pizza and then things went hilariously wrong because the leader is actually there of a terrorist organization who goes to school there but nobody knows that <laughs> and he's trying to make a giant pizza the terrorist no his he's on the student council <laughs> it's a, not a great show is it not okay but, well, and uh the the president now. for celebration it's on netflix if you watch it wanted I, I, they've <laughs> recommended it to me and i was like i don't know i don't know how to figure out what anime i'm into so i'm just not into any of them it has robots <laughs> okay um but yeah she wants to make a giant pizza because that'd be fun and she has her family's like heirloom which is like the second generation giant robot that someone's gonna pilot and that goes wrong and then like in the second season they have her be going away party and they do it again but this time it works I'm just trying, like, the writer's room of that show, like... There is a lot of filler. <laughs> let's bring back the giant pizza. People really dug that. Like, a third of the show is filler. It's not great. I mean, that's a lot of shows, to be fair. My oh. wife is still watching NCIS, and those characters are still exactly the same as they used I to mean, be in yes, season one. I mean, yes, but the show is only two seasons long, and a third of that is filler. Okay. And, okay. again, it's... Main character is staging a revolution on a against an empire that has almost taken conquered the world, which he is secretly the prince of. 
but he's got his identity hidden, and he also has the Gios, which allows him to give one command that it, that someone has to follow if he makes eye contact. Like in his life? No, every person he can give any one person, any person, a single command, and they have to follow that. And it can be. And this is the hero? Question mark? Yes. He goes into some morally black areas. I, th- I thought you were about to say like I don't, you know, maybe questionable, but like. Basically, any time you've ripped someone's free will from their grasp, it seems like you're probably not in the gray area. No, yeah, it comes to bite them really hard. <laughs> okay. That has nothing to do with giant... Well, I guess it has something to do with giant robots, kind of. They're just having to be a backdrop. Okay. Except in the comic, which came second. It has no robots. Really? I only read the first volume, because I'm like, where are the robots? That's why I'm here. <laughs> How do you not have giant robots? Right? I mean, like in every movie, but specifically the one that's a sequel to the movie with giant robots. Where are my giant robots in Lord of the Rings? That would have been amazing if Pacific Rim 2 is just like, well, we scrapped those guys and now it's a time travel story, but we're going to the future where there aren't giant robots and global warming or something. It's just Pacific Rim, a spinoff, but it's just in the world and nobody pilots a Jaeger. And we don't even see a Jaeger. It's just a crime drama. They just happen to be in a world where kaiju and giant robots exist, but you don't see any of them. from the first movie or playing on a TV behind the characters. You see, like, posters, like, recruitment posters and stuff like that, but no one ever acknowledges it. <sighs> I'm glad that's not a thing. <laughs> uh, but if you're glad that this podcast is a thing, we would really appreciate it if you would go over on iTunes and leave us a review. That would be amazingly helpful. We actually, I think, had some people do that last week. I say last week. Brantley, I think it was several weeks ago because we missed a release date due to nothing but me having a real busy weekend. So yeah, I apologize. Happens. It's cool. But we saw some extra downloads coming in, and it's not like we're like in the, you know, we're not rolling in anything at all. But it we was more than normal. You. And we really appreciate the bump. And if you haven't done that yet, uh, it helps a lot. So please do that. And please tune in next time uh, for another episode. We will probably come back to this, unless I hate that idea next time we record. Okay. Bye, guys. Bye.